Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, the Kennedy Summer School in New Ross rolls around again this weekend. One of the speakers is Neil Thompson, who we talked to a few months ago uh, about his book, The First Kennedys. But while there is a lot of talk about the Kennedy legacy, would things have been different if JFK and Bobby Kennedy had lived? Neil, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. I'm going to start by asking you a long, rambly question. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're a fan of Bob Dylan. Uh, um, but sure. A couple of years ago, Bob Dylan released a song called Murder Must Fall. It was like 13 minutes long. And it was about, ostensibly about JFK's uh, assassination, but it was also about the way things are now. Mm-hmm. And I think what he was attempting to do was draw a line from that to where the United States is now. Yeah. Do you, I, do you think that's possible? Oh, I think there's a direct line or a crooked line, I should say. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think when JFK was killed, right, it, it put us on a slightly different path. Not just America, uh, globally, I mm. think. He represented so much, obviously, to the, to the States, but represented a lot to Ireland. He, he symbolized, I don't know, you know, hope and ambition and progress and all these things that, that were, were cut down when he was killed. And so, you know, uh, a friend of mine likens it to we were, we were tilted off our access a little bit after he was killed. And then, and then our path from there forward was was crooked and we I think we could have been in a much different place if not for his loss. Yeah. Are, are there concrete things you could point to that, you know, maybe would have happened differently had he remained alive? Yeah. So when I think about it, like, Sean, I go back to, you know, I go back to World War II, right, to get my grounding. Mm. Time of turmoil, everything's all messed up. Um, and then through the 1950s, people just wanted calm, right? You see sort of this conservative period, at least in the in the U.S., and, and Dwight Eisenhower as the, sort of the presidential symbol of conservative period of time. Like, don't shake things up. People just want to get back to normal. You get into the 60s, people didn't want it normal. Things were happening everywhere around the world, you know, musically, culturally, politically, economically. And I think JFK symbolized sort of the potential for what could happen through the 1960s, if this is making sense, right? Mm. Like, you know, I talked to your producer earlier. We talked about the space race. JFK set this goal. We are going to get to the moon by the end of this decade. Um, one of my first books, or my first book, was a, a book about uh, Alan Shepard, first American in space, who represented sort of the beginning of that mission. Let's go to the moon. Crazy sort of ambitious goal, right? I think JFK represented that period of time where we could make these ambitious goals. And not just space, uh, uh, but but things like, um, you know, sort of economic progress and striving for more egalitarian, more equal sort of society. Because he, he and then later his brother did speak to the underrepresented in ways that politicians really hadn't much until that point. And I think if he had lived, you might have seen a shift toward a more empathetic society and a more empathetic uh, politics. Yeah, but given the stark divisions now in the United States, was he uh, he a unifying figure really? Because, I mean, a lot of people didn't like him. He was was a Catholic for for a kickoff. Including Irish Catholics. I mean, not every... I'm I'm, I'm Irish and Catholic and I was raised uh, in a split household, right? Like, Mm. my mother was was a full-on JFK fan. I was, what, uh, two years old, uh, two years old when he died. But, um, you know, Kennedy was a figure in our house. On my father's side, 
a little more conservative, a little less. So, you know, there wasn't consensus just because he, he was uh, the first Irish Catholic president that even Irish Catholics were in favor of what he wanted to do. He was a polarizing figure and obviously in many ways because he was trying to shake up sort of the established way of things. Mm. Um, and then and then I, I think if he had survived, some of that would have changed, right? It, would, it wouldn't have been pretty. It would have been a lot of opposition. But I think he tweaked something in, in Americans, pushed them in a direction maybe many people didn't want to go, yeah. right? And you see some of the back and forth uh, of that over the next, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, and and look at where we are now. I mean, we're completely polarized here and, you know, and uh, elsewhere around the world because we lost sort of that, that guiding figure, I think. Uh, but you could argue, based on what you just said there, then wh- where we are now might have happened sooner had he lived. That, uh, that polarization would have started back in the 1960s. Potentially, yeah. And, you know, it's so hard to predict. Yeah, it we, is, we yeah. can't. But, but, you know, it's like a game. We play, you know, we, we think it could have gone this way or that way. I like to think, when I think about it, I actually think more about Bobby Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was someone who really spoke in, a, uh, I, I think, a way that was less polarizing, maybe, um, but more empathetic and compassionate. Like, hey, we're in this together. Let's try and help people who have less than than others. And I think it's interesting that that, that family really represented that. Like, they really did give a crap about people who were poor or or, or looked different from the the. the pretty white Kennedys, you, you know, I think he really spoke to to those parts of society that were kind of ignored for many, many years. Mm. Maybe it would have helped if, uh, you know, either of those brothers had survived, uh, or, or you're right, it could have led to turmoil sooner than, than what we're seeing now. Yeah, though also in general terms, and we tend to do this, we always want, you know, a person, usually a man, to, you know, to ride in on their white charger. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter where you are on the political spectrum, because many people would view Donald Trump in that way. Mm. Is that generally speaking for democracies, is that a bad idea where all people's hopes and or fears are pinned on one individual? Yeah, I think it is. Or maybe not a bad idea, but a risky one. You know, if that person can speak to the, the uh, a broad section, a broad spectrum of society, great. But if it's just one person and we're following them and then they're dead and then what do we do next? Yes. You know, that you, you get this uh, turmoil in this back and forth period that we, we entered after that. So I don't know. I, it's it. I, I think um, you know leadership is a fascinating thing, and and it's fascinating to think about leaders who are cut down too young because I think he was just hitting his stride, right? Mm. And we don't know what he could have uh, become over time, uh, figuring out how to be a leader. You know, he was so young at the yeah. time, and and learning along the way and making mistakes along the way too. So, you know, uh, many things could have changed, including including his leadership style. Yeah, were there any indications actually that that he had skill in, in relation to crossing the aisle and, and, you know, trying to pull everybody into the center with him. Uh, I think probably in, in JFK's case more than his brother, yeah. I think crossing the aisle was, was uh, an aspiration. Um, uh, you know, you see, you <laughs> it's see, always an aspiration. Yeah. You see Biden, Biden, trying, <laughs> Biden trying it now, our second Irish Catholic president, tr- trying that now, and it's not always working out in his favor. And at times he's saying, screw it, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and he was known to be good at it. I think right. Obama was had huge hopes in that regard. And 
kind yeah. of fell on his face a bit, really. It, he did. Yeah. And then Biden started his administration hoping to, you know, to get back to being someone who could uh, negotiate with the other side. And I don't know. It's just not a time of negotiation, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I suppose that's the interesting thing then about going back to that idea of the individual. If we focus too much on the individual, that's us the detriment to the system uh, and that people don't feel they're invested in a system where they get things done rather than they all go back to their bunkers yeah. and say, I'm not like you. No, I agree because, you know, you follow one person and it's to the detriment of the system and your lifestyle and your economics. You're just following that sort of ideology of that one person, even if it's uh, it's not necessarily going to work out for you personally in the end. Yeah. I think that's what's happening with people following Trump, in my, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, if... Uh, Neil, if you're alive in 40 years' time, which you probably will be. Uh, um, th- uh, <laughs> if I when smoked you, less. <laughs> yeah. If, if you look back on this period uh, in 40 years' time, where do you think your country might be? You know, it scares me. It makes me nervous. For the first time in my, you know, I'm, what am I, 57 years old? And, and this feels like the, the, the most nerve-wracking period of time politically and otherwise. I don't, I don't know. I want to be hopeful. Mm. And for the first time, I'm not so much. I, I, I don't know if a, a new JFK-type leader is go, needs to come along and, and, and sort of lead the way uh, because I don't see us getting along for the next number of years. So I don't know what it's going to take to bring us together. You know, in the past, it's been some tragic event like war um, uh, mm. that brings us together as a country. Um, so uh, 40 years, who knows? Uh, I'm I'm nervous, Sean, to be might, honest with you. Might it be possible that the United States doesn't exist as a country? Could be. Maybe we're four countries. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, people uh, on the fringes are talking about that kind of idea now. Like, you know, definitely the right wing folks are saying, let's secede and, mm. and carve out our own place. You know, I could see I could see a, a divvying of, of up of the country. And, and definitely I could see us declining as a as a as a world leader. Uh, and that's that's pretty nerve wracking sort of way to think. Yeah, and that will have an effect on everywhere Everyone. else, Yeah, uh, I would imagine. Uh, Neil Thompson, of course, will be speaking at uh, the uh, Kennedy Summer School, and he's also the author of The First Kennedys, The Humble Roots of an American Dynasty. Neil, thank you very much. Thanks so much, Sean. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.